I have officially been in business for five years. And to celebrate, I have asked some of my clients to join me for a very special podcast series that will reveal some of the biggest lessons I've learned. Five years, five lessons, five clients. In today's episode, we are kicking off with episode one with one of my dear friends and clients, Lynette. So what we're doing in this podcast series, as I mentioned, is we are going deep into a lot of the lessons that I've learned that have carried my business into multiple seven figures, but I don't just want to show you how these lessons have played out in my business, but also how they are playing out and showing up in my clients' businesses as well. So with Lynette in this episode, you are going to hear us dive into all things mindset. And Lynette is a business coach and fitness coach who has scaled her business to over half a million dollars last year, and she will be hitting seven figures this year. She is one of my absolute favorite clients. You're going to hear me say that about everybody this week, but it's true. They're all equally my favorite clients. But what I love about Lynette is she is someone that really just exemplifies how much your life can change when you go deep into the mindset work. And you're going to hear her explain this herself in her own words inside of this episode. So go ahead and get excited, get a cup of coffee, take some notes this week. There will be one episode released every single day and I am excited. So let's dive in. You're listening to the Sabrina Phillip podcast. In this show, online business coach and self-made millionaire Sabrina Phillip shows you how to do entrepreneurship your way. She moved to Bali with $800 in her bank account and just one year later had scaled her business to seven figures. Sabrina has been featured in Forbes, Business Insider, Goldcast, and Cosmopolitan. Using her signature intentional, manageable, profitable framework, Sabrina helps women make millions online. Currently traveling the world, tune in each week as she reveals the best tips, tricks, and strategies for creating the intentional life and business of your dreams. Here's your host, Sabrina Phillips. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Sabrina Phillip podcast. In today's episode, I am joined by my amazing and beautiful friend and client, Lynette Hoyle. She is a fitness coach and a business coach. She will be cracking the million dollar mark this year in her business. We have been working together for almost two years now, and she is just absolutely one of my favorite humans, and I love her so much. And Lynette, thank you for being here. Oh, I'm beyond excited to be here. I love your podcast. I love you. And I'm just really excited to be here. So yay. Yay. I love you too. So in this episode series, this podcast series, I am celebrating five years in business officially on May 23rd. And that is the day that I landed in Bali for the first time. Really? That's the day. Oh, wow. And so you kicked off right when you landed? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I had like played around probably before then, but I for sure thought I was going to be a travel blogger. Oh, That's right. a fun fact, right? I thought it was like, oh, I'm going to be a travel blogger. I'm going to have an app. I'm going to sell travel guides. No. Yes. You were like world, world yogi or something. What was it? Yep. Yogi meets world. Yes. <laughs> Still got the domain, baby. I have a logo of the whole thing, but yeah. So when I got to Bali, that's when I was like, okay, wait, so like maybe I should be a virtual assistant. And that's when I picked up my first gigs. So for me, I celebrate, you know, my business anniversary as the day I landed in Bali, which is May 23rd, 2016. Wow. That's amazing. Long time. Mm -hmm. So for this podcast series, we're celebrating five years, five business lessons. And I think the biggest lesson, which is why we're kicking off with this first is the importance of your mindset. Mm. how that really 
I wouldn't have my life. I wouldn't have my business. I'm sure you would probably say something similar, but you can't receive more than you believe that you can have. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I've learned that lesson over and over and over in my business. And especially with you, like that lesson has been fast tracked for me in the last two years of working with you. So, uh, retweet. Yeah. So I guess, tell me a little bit about what your business was like before and after prioritizing mindset. And I guess also just like before we started working together and like, now what does that look like and how important is mindset in you getting what you want? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was raised in a family that was, was aware of mindset and like the power of mindset and like, you are what you think you are and you become what you believe you can become. So I was raised in that, but I was also raised to believe in just like bottom line, if you will, right? Like strategy, what's actually true right now, what, you know, hard work, hustle. So before I worked with you, I'd been in business for about four years and I, I always really leaned heavily on strategy. And whenever anything wasn't working for me, I assumed it was a strategy issue or as you know, I tend to do, I assumed it was a Lynette issue. Like, Oh, something's wrong with me. I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough experience. It always came back to that for me, which was also frustrating because you know, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And also whenever I would try to learn more strategy and implement it, I still wasn't quite getting the results that I thought I would get by like being smarter or like learning a new skill set. So before, you know, we worked together, I, I had started realizing that mindset made a huge difference because, you know, it's not like, it's not like mindset is like this magic wand that like radically changes your life. It's really just that changing your mindset and optimizing your mindset. It just like, it gives you access to more, you know, when you believe you can do something, you just show up for it differently and you show up and you get, you don't give up as easily. You don't give up as much. You're not discouraged as much. So you're again, not giving up so much. And yeah, before working with you, I'd started kind of leaning into that and being like, oh, when you don't think you're a sad sack of poop, you like do more and you show up harder and you like things work out for you more. But I still really heavily leaned on like strategy and was like, oh, it's all about strategy. Like that's what gets people to million dollar status is like having this world-class strategy. And it's actually what made me want to hire you, Sabrina, because I had seen how you had radically taken some of my friends and like quadrupled their business in like 60 days and things like that. And I was like, okay, so when it comes to strategy, nobody is better than Sabrina Phillip. And like, I'm going to hire her because she's the strategy queen. Little did you know. I know you just completely tricked me. Which like you didn't because like I still stand by the fact that you were the strategy queen, but it's so funny getting into this. I remember wanting to just like suck you dry of all of your wisdom and strategy and you had that, but I would, I would try to apply it. And it was just like, I felt like a little kid who was just like, I don't know, trying to color perfectly. And I would draw one little thing out of the line. I'd be like, "Mm, this isn't working. Give me better strategy. And I remember you telling me like, oh, you're not, you're not making more money because you don't have capacity to receive. And I was like, you can shut the hell up. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Refund request. <laughs> Refund I request. Canceled. Oh, and it's, it's just, it's so funny. As soon as I like, it was such a, it was such a breakdown for me to like, let go of the strategy piece and to let you help me with my mindset and to let that be a focus 
And it's, it's just so hard letting go of that because you just assume if I'm not grinding, if I'm not putting every moment of every day into finding the best, most awesome, optimized strategy, then I'm going to, I'm going to start backtracking. Like, you know, cause I, I had this deeply held belief that like the grind is what got me here. And so the grind is what's going to get me forward. But that just wasn't true. The grind had gotten me so far, but it was stalling me out because my mindset was not in a place to receive that. Like it just wasn't. So, yeah, I think what comes up for me, it's this idea of like doing more versus being more. So everyone thinks they have to do more, do more strategy, hire more people, do more live streams, do this, do that. But actually whatever strategy you believe will work, will work if you work it. Yes. Right. It's not like there's one magic strategy. It's the magic is that you believe that the strategy will work and you keep showing up for it until it does. Yes, absolutely. It reminds me of, you know, within our first three months of working together, we took that beautiful magical trip to Italy and it was so awesome. And I remember that month was not a high earning month for me. And I was feeling really frustrated, you know, because I was like, oh, like I just joined this new business coaching program and like, oh, this strategy is not doing what I wanted it to do. And then like just being in Italy and being face to face, I feel like we were able to connect and I was able to finally receive from you what you'd been telling to me, telling me all along, which is like, Lynette, you're like really getting in your own way here by refusing to work on these things that have to be worked on to, you know, refusing to increase your capacity to receive and, and believe in yourself. And I mean, I went to Italy having made, you know, one thing and it's so funny. 90% of that trip was so focused on mindset. Maybe 10% was focused on strategy, but I went home from that trip and the next month had my best month ever in business by like 30%. Like it was insane. And it wasn't even that I implemented some crazy strategy. It's just that I literally just started practicing some of the things that you'd been telling me, Lynette, like, let's focus on this. Let's focus on that. Like, Let's spend less time trying to like perfect this email and more time understanding that like you're deserving of all the things that you want. And man, even saying that my strategic brain is like, that doesn't make sense. But like, I've seen it play out so very much that I know it all comes back to mindset and really just your capacity to receive your capacity to believe and, and how far you think you can go. Yeah. I think that's such a good reminder where you're like, oh my gosh, my strategic brain is saying this, that mindset is not a one and done. It's always going to be important. It's always going to keep coming up. But I think the reason why Italy or just any sort of in-person retreat is so transformative is because you have so much fun. Yes. And I can tell you that over and over and over again, but it's different to actually experience that. Yes. Where you're like, oh, this gets to be fun. This gets to be easy. I can make a lot of money and I can pop champagne off the side of a yacht, you know, and wave at Capri. Like that can yes. be my life. Dude, I remember literally being on that yacht with you and the girls and looking around and being like, who the hell do I think I am? <laughs> like, how am I just like sailing on a yacht through like the south of Italy? And I'm just, what? And I remember like, Fun fact for listeners, when I hired Sabrina, I basically knew about her existence for 48 hours. And then I dived in. I was like, oh, Sabrina Phillip, who let me, I don't know. It's, it was such a weird thing. I'm such a not risk taker, but like, yeah, I like found out about Sabrina and like 48 hours later, I was in her inner circle. And so I didn't even know anything about you. And so I'm on the yacht and I'm like, so like, tell me about you, Sabrina, tell me where you came from. And that's when you told me your story about like starting in Bali, making like $12 an hour as a virtual assistant. And I was like, 
who are you? But like, you were so at ease on that yacht. Like it was so like, oh, this is just another day in my life. And it wasn't in a pretentious way. It was in a comfortable way. It was in like a, I receive this, I embody this, this is special to me, but it's not rare to me. It's not, you know, like you weren't having this out of body experience like I was because you, you had so much capacity to live that. And I wasn't there yet, but I think that's when it started shifting for me. Like, oh, like she makes this her normal. So it becomes her normal. Definitely. And I think that making it your new normal is so key because you have to feel safe, I think, in Mm -hmm. wealth and in receiving and holding space for a lot of clients. And to me, it's just my new normal that I have hundreds of clients. It's also my normal that I don't get emotionally drained. I know a lot of people get super tired from coaching calls. I don't feel that way at all. I've had like 14 sales calls this week, which that never happens. That hasn't happened in years and just things are going really great at the moment. So that's just what ended up happening. And the sales calls, I was like, I'm so tired, but coaching calls, it just never feels that way to me because I just expect myself to show up at that level for that many people and hold that space with ease and comfort. And likewise to have the big apartment and to have the husband and to have the business class trips and the five-star hotels. And that just feels very safe to me. So I've been able also, I think, to maintain and expand where I am. This is my fourth seven-figure year, Mm. right? A lot of people hit that once and then they'll drop back down because they're freaked out by it. I know so many people that's happened to, and that's fine, right? Like that's okay. It's not all about the money, but I think it is about safety. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's part of why the mindset work is so important is that it like, it it's what actually gives you that ability to keep those big months coming. Right. Cause like you said, like you hit that huge month and you know, maybe some strategy got us there and even a really good mindset month got us there. But then we kind of back away from that because we, we aren't actually in a place to receive that. We don't actually believe this gets to be my life or this gets to be true for me. So, I mean, I think it, this also reminds me of when we were in Italy And I was like, I'm poor. And you're like, okay, go buy a Louis Vuitton purse. And I was like, I could never. And it was like, you just kept pressing. Like you need to do something to just live the experience of being someone who makes good money. And like, let's be clear. I was not poor. (laughs) No one in the inner circle is anywhere near poor. And I could totally afford this bag. But in my mind, I was just I was living, breathing, experiencing, like I was not making the kind of money that could afford nice things. And because of that, I know that was holding me back because instead of expecting to make money, I was constantly surprised when I did, which for sure held me back. But I remember in Italy, you being like, Hey, if you want that purse, you should get it. And I was like, Oh, but like, I didn't have my best month yet. I haven't hurt, hit this benchmark. And you're like, okay, but like, maybe you will, if you buy this purse. And I bought the purse, like literally dying inside, like just didn't feel worthy. It felt so wasteful. And then I go home and have my best month yet. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not that like, I don't think the advice here is like, go buy the purse, but But it it might might be, it might be the advice because it's really just like, what does buying the purse mean for you? And what kind of headspace does it put you in? Yeah. I so get that. Cause I know there've been so many times in my business where I bought something before it made sense. Like I had my first 60 K cash month and I spent half of that on bracelets at Cartier. (laughs) And, and I remember everyone around me was like, that's crazy. Like save the money, do something. And I was like, no, because I'm going to do it again. So it's fine. Yeah. 
Like it seems expensive now, but you have no idea what's coming next. And I think also with the Louis Vuitton bag, you didn't make more money before you bought the bag. I know you had your best month after, but it's not that like you were poor and then you weren't. So you bought the bag. It was just your relationship with how you felt about money. Yeah. There was no increase in money. It was the same amount of money. It's just that you decided to feel better. Yeah. I decided to feel better and I decided to, to practice trust with myself, which Mm. is something, you know, I've, I have struggled with a lot is just to trust myself, but you know, taking that action of buying that purse was just a a literal action step of being like, Lynette, I trust you. And also I trust that I'm safe and I trust that everything is working out for me. And Lynette always gets what she wants. She does. (laughs) She does. Speaking of like new normal, you had actually never left the country before first inner circle retreat. No. And in fact, when I joined inner circle, I let your team know, oh, I'm not going to Italy with the girls. Like I'm not that girl who leaves the country. (laughs) Yeah. Little did we know that since then you have been to Positano and Rome, you went to Mexico, you went to, I think Paris and Belgium Yep. as well. You're about to go on another Mexico trip. Yeah. So you're really just starting to travel a lot before COVID. You were going to go to Morocco with me. Yes. (laughs) Postpone for now, but coming back soon. But I think also travel for you right now and what you would spend on travel now probably feels so different compared to what that would have been two years ago. Oh my gosh. Night and day different, like just completely different. And not only in my ability to spend money on travel, but even the capacity to receive that, you know, Mm -hmm. like years ago, it was always, you know, looking for the best deal, flying spirit airlines to like the cheapest destination and looking for the cheapest hotel, the cheapest room, you know, trying to save as much money as possible. And again, it's, it's not even that I didn't have the money to spend a lot of the time, but it was, it was that mindset of like, I've got to save, I've got to hoard. Cause I don't trust myself. I don't trust that in the future, I'm going to keep making money. So I have to just spend as little as possible And I, you know, in one way that mindset felt smart because I was being, you know, like I was taking care of my money and I wasn't being wasteful, but that was maybe 5% of it. The rest of it was me literally living, breathing, believing I will not do this forever. I cannot keep this up. This is a fluke. I'm, you know, I'm not abundant type of a deal. Yeah. I think something also worth noting though, is like, if you don't like travel, don't go on fancy trips. If you don't like purses, don't buy a Chanel bag, but you love travel. Yeah. And I think it's probably something you always wanted to do, even though you were like, I will not go to the Italy trip. You probably always wanted to do it, but just not letting yourself have that. So for you, it might be something else, right? Maybe it's not travel. Maybe it's cars. Maybe it's investments. Maybe it's sweaters, like whatever it is, just let yourself have the thing that's going to make you happy. Otherwise, what are we doing on this planet? Yeah. Well, and that's so funny you say that because, you know, my husband, Matt, who Sabrina and Paul are also friends with, my husband's a relationship coach. And he just this a few months ago bought basically like his dream car. And it was such an, like an emotional, like spiritual experience for him because, you know, my husband is 37 years old and every, you know, every year of his life that he's had a car, it's always been like, what's the cheapest at the junkyard or like, what's the next hand-me-down car I can get from a family member or like what has the least amount of miles for whatever. And like, this was his first time researching cars to like buy brand new. That was like the car of his dreams rather than, 
just what was available. And he was like, this is so weird, but I love this. And it's so cool to get exactly what you want instead of just like what you think is, you know, that's good enough for me. Oh, that'll work completely different way of living. Yeah. So different. But I think also just y'all have made so much more since you started letting yourself have what you want. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Like so much more. And it's, the strategy obviously has improved. And like, I still stand by the fact that you are the strategy queen and I will ask you a question and your response will make me like $10,000 on the spot. Like it's insane, but you know, there's also been times you've given me million dollar strategy. And because my mindset wasn't in the right place, I couldn't even do it. You know, yeah, mindset really costs you because if you are not believing in yourself are not believing that things are possible for you, you know, are not choosing to exist in a state of abundance and you're, you know, just really kicking yourself there. None of the strategy will work because you're not in a place to receive it. You're not even in a place to implement it and have it, have it be drawn to you. Right. I so believe that there's a huge, just energetic attraction that can be happening or not happening based on where you are mentally and emotionally. So So as someone who is going to hit seven figures this year and, you know, last year, I think you hit half a million, what would you say mindset practically looks like at this level in your business? Are you journaling? Are you meditating? Are you boxing your coach? That would be me. But like, what does that actually look like? So it's interesting. I actually had this conversation with a client yesterday who is trying to level up her mindset, but she's like, I hate journaling. And I was like, me too. So I think, you know, I think journaling is one mindset practice that can be important, but what I've really boiled it down to and like how to make sure your mindset is constantly evolving is that you're constantly making time for self-reflection and growth. So that can take place in journaling or meditation, but I also think it can take place with coaches. Like I feel like my journaling for me personally, it gets me in a place of gratitude. It gets me in a place of calm. It gets me in a place of wonder and questioning. But when I'm self-reflecting with you, for example, and like kind of getting all of my thoughts out and, you know, going back and forth with you, for me, that really is just, it's so expansive. Um, And I hate to say like the best mindset tip is to work with Sabrina, but you know, (laughs) I mean, I guess I can say for myself, because of the way I'm wired, when I journal, sometimes it like just brings up more painful questions for me that I don't know how to process. And so having somebody like you to really get that out to, I mean, it's just so powerful. So, I mean, I guess to really answer the question, it's making sure that you're creating space for self-reflection and growth constantly. Because how many times have I said, Sabrina, I feel this terrible way and everything sucks. And you've been like, wait, but like, look at what's actually true right now. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even see that. Right. Like we need that space for, for self-reflection in order to grow. And so at this level in business, whether it's journaling, whether it's meditation, I just, I would just say it has to be a huge part of what you do. Like what's going to get me to seven figures this year is less about strategy at this point and more about mindset. I mean, because we've got the elements in place, right? Like going from six, multiple six figures to seven figures, the strategy piece is super important, but the mindset piece is even more. There's like this huge mindset hurdle. I think that like we have to get past and that's the tough part. So that's where like our focus is right now. Definitely. I think that mindset is completely the whole game 
for me, I think for sure, I love journaling. I love meditating. I love tapping, but I think likewise being able to process with another human being in a coaching relationship or in therapy, whatever that might be a group program mastermind. I think just having another human can sometimes be so helpful for that process. When I was first getting started in my business, I would journal constantly just because that was really the only container I had. And I think now it's so helpful to have humans who are like, play bigger. You can do more. Like, I know that this feels scary, but remember that time when this happened, because I can't always acknowledge that when I'm journaling of like, oh, you've been through this exact same experience before. I think that's why it is helpful to read back your journal pages. We don't always talk about that, but I think definitely having someone to hold that mirror is so helpful. Yeah. And you said it perfectly. Cause that's, that's my experience now in journaling. Cause I too, when I first got really into mindset work back in 2018, I mean, I journaled pages every day and it was so helpful for me to just bring that awareness of like, here's the thoughts you're thinking, like, let's read them back and see how that actually feels. But I think I've gotten to a point now where, yeah, it's like, I know myself so well, the, the level that I'm at, is I don't want to say like, I can't help myself alone because I don't believe that to be true. I believe I have everything that I need inside of me, but it's like you said, it's like, you don't see your own blind spots when you're in that container by yourself. You can get all this stuff out there and think that you know how to help yourself. And you don't, I mean, I remember literally in January being like, Sabrina, what's my biggest cock block. I remember your, that. Answer, your answer was not at all. Was I, what I was expecting. I literally told my husband, I was like, I know what she's going to say. I know what she's going to say. And then your answer was not. What did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say something like, you don't believe in yourself. You need to be more abundant. And like, I don't know why I thought you would give such a blase response. Like you never do, but like, that's just what I was expecting. And you were like, your biggest cock block is that it's January and you think it's game over for the year. (laughs) It's like, yeah which might sound just simple on the call. If people knew our backstory though, like that, that response knocked me off my feet and like put my mindset in a completely different place. Like it dragged me out of the crappy place that I was in at that point. And like, and that's, again, I think just the value in having a mindset coach, which is like, that's Sabrina for me. I mean, you're my business coach, but truly, I mean, business success at this level is, is mindset, you know, having a mindset coach, but also having one that knows you well. Like I literally like have nightmares of you, like leaving business coaching. I'm like, I'd have to start over with somebody. Absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah. I think that definitely goes to show like how helpful it is to have the same coach. I've had the same coach for four and a half years. Yeah. I will have the same coach until I die. It's you. (laughs) Same, same. When I'm drunk, I like make Lacey announce to everyone that I'm her favorite. Just so I have evidence. Like you cannot leave me biatch. I know I'm your favorite. (laughs) I know. Yeah. But I think what I love about what you said is I think sometimes this like toxic relationship can develop between coaches and clients where you think that you're missing something and the coach is giving it to you, but that's never the case. You have everything. They're just there to help you remember Mm -hmm. what's already present and living within you. Yeah. Which is hard. Like, especially for somebody like me, like I want to think that every problem I have, Sabrina has the cute little answer for it. She's going to put it in a box and she's going to wrap it up and she's going to give it to me. And yay, I'm a millionaire. Like, don't, don't we all want that? I think we're probably hurting some feelings right now. People are like, but wait, that's why I hired my coach is to like, tell me all the answers, but that's not true coaching, right? Like that's not true coaching. And, And especially even if you tried to do that, 
even if you tried to tell me just exactly what to do in my business, it, it wouldn't be the same as helping me uncover what I'm supposed to do in business. And when I finally made that shift and was like, Oh, like, this is how, this is how I lead my business. And Sabrina supports it. Sabrina doesn't run my business. Sabrina helps me run my business. And it sounds like such a simple shift when I'm just describing it, but like, it's exactly like you said, and it's been so much more powerful than, you know, all the other coaches that I worked with in the past who like, maybe just felt like, Oh, look, that's my job. I have to tell my clients what to do. I didn't see the same results with them because what, you know, if you're telling me and your 10 other clients to do the same thing, that doesn't really make sense. You know, which is again, why I love working with you is that you have that strategy piece of like, well, here's like 10 different things that could work. What do you think is going to be the best thing that works? And how can I support you in that? And I mean, I don't know how to explain over and over and over that that's really just what makes the magic happen in your business. Cause at the end of the day, it is yours. It's your business yes. and it's gotta be what works for you, feels good for you. And to have a coach who supports you in that is, I mean, we all just need it. Yeah. And the thing is also, I think if you are just taking whatever your coach is saying and running with it and not like questioning it or adjusting it or tweaking it, you're going to wake up one day and be like, wait, I think I hate my business. Yeah. It's so funny you say that because Matt, you know, Matt comes to you for some business advice and he always is like, I just tell Sabrina, tell me what to do and I'll do it. And I'm like, wow, what a great client you must be. (laughs) But he said something recently that you told him, stop saying that. Like, stop saying that you're just going to do everything I say. Like, I need you to check in with yourself and ask yourself if this feels good. Yeah. He's like, oh, (laughs) you know, because he's such a, just a rule follower. Like, tell me what to do and I'll do it. Right. Like high performing, get it done type of guy. And so for you to say that to him was so impactful because he was like, oh, like I have to be a part of this. This isn't just like a, you know, Sabrina's my college professor telling me how to get an A. Like Sabrina's the one who's helping me build this. She can't build it for me. And that was just really an important shift for him to kind of like take that autonomy back in his business of like, oh yeah, this is mine. And like, I'm going to make it successful. Yeah. But I think for me, what always comes up is I believe that my role as a coach is to help you develop the way you think about your business. Mm. Right. Because if I just told you what to do and you did it, you wouldn't understand why that works or why that doesn't work or why that's going to get you more of what you want. And I think that's what mindset ultimately is, right? It's changing the way you think about things. Absolutely. And I can say like, I always think of my life and I've told you this before as like before Sabrina and after Sabrina, like I think of the person that I was two years ago before I met you and where my mindset was. And I'm like, who is that girl? Like it's, I just, I had so much less available to me in my mind. Like the ceiling was so low and I really had thought two years ago that I'd approached it. Like me hiring you in my brain at that time was like my Hail Mary pass of like, well, I guess I'll just hire the best business coach there is because if she can't help me, then it really just proves I'm at my limit. And now I'm, I just don't think that way. Like I have my hard days where I'm like, I'm failing, everything sucks. But like, there's a deep, deep knowing in my heart that anything is possible for me, that like I can go anywhere I want to go. And like, as long as I stay committed to this process of keeping myself believing that and keeping myself available for that, then I just know even on my worst days that it's going to happen for me. And that, that changed everything. Like, I love that. Yeah. 
I think that's such a good mindset lesson though, that we've both learned of it's all going to be okay. Yes. It will always be okay. You have always been okay. Yeah. Which I think is, you know, I'm an Enneagram six. I believe you are an Enneagram six as well. Our driving motivator is safety Mm -hmm. um, and security. And so, especially I think for people like us, but also anybody in business, because, you know, the bottom line is in the back of your head all of the time. And that was something that I had not grasped before working with you is that it was all going to be okay because it never felt like it was going to be okay. I always felt like I was chasing the next big income marker or never making enough or always worried that the next month was going to suck. Like I had no emotional consistency in my business. I, I just struggled with that so much. And it never occurred to me that I was safe. If somebody were to say that I would challenge it in, you know, but now it's, I mean, I, again, that's just something I've started holding dearly in my heart to just believe to be true is that I am safe, mm-hmm. which is such a simple message. But I think one that most of us don't feel in the, you know, entrepreneurial world is that we're safe. And when you feel that way, I mean, you just operate differently because your actions are less desperate and less about like this, this like frantic, frenetic chasing money energy and more about like just like leaning back emotionally a little bit, which is just so necessary to, to enjoy this, you know? Yeah. I think that safety piece is just so huge because I remember so many times in my business where I thought like this was it. And I just had like no money or there was something horrible that happened. I remember I had clients charge back $10,000 and I had like negative $9,000 in my bank account and I had no idea what to do. And I had to like go on a payment plan to pay it off. And it was just the absolute worst experience ever. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. Like I'm going to quit. And it felt so horrible back then. And I remember my dad told me, give it six more months. Mm -hmm. And then every single time things have gotten hard, he would tell me, give it six more months, give it six more months. And now when I think back at that, about that experience that happened in my first year in business, I know that I am okay. It was hard and I am okay. So I think that it's also just a reminder and a permission slip that maybe you have had some really big challenges. We're not talking about trauma, but maybe you've had some challenges or some hard moments. Like you're still here. Yeah. You're still okay. Mm. And that's not something that I think other people can really take from you. I think that the reason why I am okay is not because I have all this money, but it's because if I lost everything tomorrow, I could go make more and I would still be happy and I would find ways to connect with the people in my life and I'm supported. And that's what makes me okay. It's not the number in our bank accounts. Right. I love that. And that was, that was too, something that I feel like I've learned with you is that you know, cause you know me and I play this worst case scenario game with myself constantly. And like, there was just never a worst case scenario I could bring to you that you would be like, yeah, I guess, I guess you'd be done Lynette. <laughs> like, like I'd be like, well, what if this happens? And you'd be like, okay, so what if play that out? And I'd be like, yeah. well, I guess then this would happen. And then this, and then this, and then this terrible thing. And you'd be like, okay. And then you'd go make more money. Like money is abundant. It never runs out. There will always be people to, to need what you have to sell. And yeah, I think creating safety in that rather than my income made me a little bit less attached to the actual dollar figures, which again, felt so wrong and backwards to me as a business owner, who's, you know, managing your money. It feels like you really need to be all up in that. But 
I mean, focusing on that too hard, I think just puts your energy and your focus in the wrong place and creates fear rather than creating safety, which, you know, focusing on learning how to be safe with yourself and recognize that you are always safe with yourself. And again, building that trust with yourself to always take care of you and know that like, no matter what happens, I'll always be okay. Like that, that was a huge monumental thing for me in being able to create the mental space to, to build what I've now built, you know? Yeah. I think another mindset lesson that you really embody for me and are such a good example of is it gets to be easy. Oh yeah. Which I would not say that's what you were an embodiment of when I first met you. I think you were <laughs> nope. real attached to that struggle bus mm-hmm. and you know, everyone has their days and I have my days where I'm like, yeah, everything has to be so hard, work so hard. But that's again, why like mindset is a never ending process, right? Like you're always going to come back to it, but tell me for you, why you think making a million dollars gets to be easy. Why it gets to be easy. Well, first it gets to be easy because I'm deciding it's going to be easy, which Mm. sounds so basic and simple, but like when you decide something, you, you put it into action, right? I also have just learned from you that you can enjoy the process or you can make it difficult. So even though it gets to be easy, doesn't mean that there's never going to be hard things that come up, but it does put me in a position to, you know, ask myself, like, how can (laughs) I literally have a sticky note on my desk from something you said to me once and it, here it is. It says, how can I make today fun? Right. So like deciding this gets to be easy, puts me in a position where I'm even asking myself questions like that. of like, how can I make today fun? And then it really just puts you in a headspace of like, oh, I get to like work for myself doing what I absolutely love. And my only job here is to figure out how to like keep scaling bomb. I can do that. (laughs) Like, yep. um, In your pajamas while playing with your cat, while annoying your husband, while living your best life. Right. So it's, it's a huge perspective shift first of all, but believing it gets to be easy. Also, it puts you in this creative space of like, how can I do this in a way that, that I'll love? That doesn't create more work, more effort, more annoyance for me, but how can I do this in a way that gets to be easy? You know, like, so I come from obviously a fitness coaching background and my, the reason I got into fitness coaching was because I was super obsessed with like diet and exercise and, and fitness never felt fun for me because I was obsessing over it. And I, I felt like I had a chokehold on fitness in my life and, or rather it had a chokehold on me. And this thing that I, you know, originally loved became an obsession that ruined my life for years. And so, you know, realizing that and realizing like, I don't want it to be this way. I don't want fitness to be something that I hate. I want to go back to loving it. I want to have fun and I want to have results. So this, it gets to be easy thing really started for me in fitness of figuring out how can I like be smoking hot and love the journey getting there. And so then, you know, being in business, I did the same thing where I was, just believing it had to be hard. You have to work 60 hours a week. It has to be annoying. You have to take clients you don't want to work with. You have to deal with a lot of stuff. You have to work till 10 o'clock at night. All these beliefs that either I was just, I was raised with or that society tells us that building your own business looks like. And it never occurred to me that I was doing the same thing to business as I had done with fitness. It definitely is this pattern of like addiction to struggle for me or that this struggle like proves something about me. But then in the last you know couple of years with you, realizing that I was making it hard for myself when it didn't have to be has just been game changing. And again, like my goal is always like, how can I make this fun? 
How can I, you know, build a business that as it expands, just becomes better and better rather than more work, more work, more work. And some of that is a little bit of strategy that is trapped inside of Sabrina's brain that nobody can get unless they're a client with her. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little bit. But I think what you said though, is like easy does not mean effortless. Right. Right. Like if you want the smoke and hot body, you still have to go to the gym. You still have to eat healthy. You still have to do all those things. But I think it's just the mindset of letting it be easy. And this doesn't have to be super hard, but I think also just something I talk with my clients about a lot is um, like following your natural patterns. So like, for example, if you hate waking up early, don't book a bunch of calls in the morning, like do those in the afternoon that doesn't mean it's effortless. You're still going to do your calls, but you're finding ways to make it easier for you, or you're getting support and you're getting coaches and you're getting team members and virtual assistants and whatever you might need, or you might decide, okay, I'm recording four podcast episodes today. I could have been like, this is so hard, but all I have to do is make a few bullet points and get on zoom and hang out with my friends. Sounds pretty fun. Yeah. Right. I I love that. And it's so funny you say that because yeah, before you, I was pushing myself through like a two hour morning routine of like meditation and an hour of journaling and an hour of reading self-help books. And I would end that morning routine stressed out. Like I would feel so stressed out. All I could think about the whole time during my morning routine is like, I have work to do. I want to get to my inbox and like, I want to work out and like, I want to move my body and like, I want to play. Like I wake up and I just want to play, but I was pushing myself through this morning routine because I thought well, this is what business owners do. Like every business owner I know has this extensive morning routine that sets them up for the day. And I remember realizing in our time together, I was like, why am I doing this? Like, this is so stupid. Like I want to wake up and I want to play. Like whether that means going for a run or like watching Netflix, like that's how I want to start my day. And just feeling like I gave myself the permission to do that allowed me to set my day up in a way that makes so much more sense I'm working way less. My mood is way better than it's ever been before. I'm so much more productive because I've given myself permission to work how I need to work. Like it's just so much better. Again, when you just go into it thinking like, how can I make this fun rather than like, how can I do this perfectly and the right way? Right. Cause then also comes in a ton of judgment, which, you know, it's one of my favorite ways to screw myself is just like judging myself for no reason. And no, I think it just goes back though, again, to this idea of like being versus doing, right? Like you did all the things you did this huge morning routine, but you weren't seeing the results that you wanted and it wasn't fun and it wasn't easy. And then you stripped that away and you were just being more of who you authentically are. And now things feel easier and now your business is more successful. And it's not because you added in some secret, you know, magic strategy. It's just because you let Lynette be Lynette. Yeah. Oh, oof. I got like chills when you said that because that's still like it still feels prickly when I hear it. It's still just something that I have to continue working through. Because yeah, two years ago I would be like, let Lynette be Lynette. No, I'm a business owner. I have to do things. And especially, I mean, man, our first really big lesson for us together was about my worthiness and that lack of worthiness. And it's still something I work through today. But yeah, just like didn't even feel worthy as a human unless I was performing or doing something or earning that right. And in the last year to to feel like, oh, like I'm okay because I am okay. And, you know, I'm good because I am me, not because of some sort of performance or something that I've done. And again, like sometimes these concepts can sound so simple or so vague 
But like when you're living in it and you're living in that experience of like, I don't feel good about myself unless I'm doing this, I'm proving this out. I'm in this hustle. I'm in this struggle. Like that's an addiction that puts you in a place in business where like you look up and you're like, I hate it here. (laughs) I hate what I'm doing. I'm not having fun. Yeah. Maybe I'm making money, but like, I'd rather be working at Starbucks (laughs) and not because Starbucks is better than running your own business. Absolutely not. But because you want to be at peace. And I didn't think the two could be possible for so long. I didn't think I could be in this business working hard and be at peace because I was constantly in the space of just judging myself for not being in more of this, not being enough, this, not being smart enough, not getting more goals and releasing that as scary as it is for like a high achieving type of person. I mean, it really is what lets you get to the next space anyway. So like, you just got to do it. Yeah. Something I talk about with my clients a lot is this idea of we all have these stories of how life gets to work for us and who we have to be. And then I always ask the question, who would you be without your story? Yeah. And the answer is whoever the fuck you want to be. Yeah. Oh, every, the first time I remember having that discussion with you, I like didn't have an answer. I didn't have an answer. Like, I remember we tried once to build like my ideal calendar. I didn't even have, I couldn't even think of a schedule that wasn't based on somebody else's opinion of how I should run my day. Yeah. I had so much detachment from Lynette and was just so basing my worth and my actions on like, here's what everyone else thinks I should do, or here's what a good business owner does. I had so much detachment from that. And I'm so grateful that I've now stepped into this as like just myself, because again, like this is now even things I'm teaching my business clients. I had a client yesterday message me and she was like, I've, I'm such a loser. I just like laid in bed until 11 AM and didn't even start work until two. And I was like, but how did it feel? And she's like, it was really nice, but I'm like, but what? And I felt like I was Sabrina talking to Lynette like a year ago, but it's such an important message that just gives us the life that we wanted. And that was, that's what this is all about, right? Like We started business online, yes, to make money and to like have these expansive, abundant lives. But at the end of the day, like, what is life really about? It's about enjoying your time here, right? Did you hear what I said? What'd you say? I said tequila. (laughs) It's also about tequila in Mexico. I'm so excited for that again. Same. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Mm. And on that note. What would you leave the people with? What's the mindset lesson that they need to know? I'm going to give them the lesson that makes me so upset every time you say it, but it is true. It's that you always get whatever you want. Mm. You get to have whatever you want. And it's, I have tried to dissect that message and make it not true and be like, no, I don't just get whatever I want, but like you do. You do get to have whatever you want. And that doesn't mean that you just like sit back and it falls in your lap, but you, you have the ability and power to have whatever you want. And the first step to getting that is to believe that that is true. And the more that I believe I get whatever I want, the more that I'm empowered. When I believe I get whatever I want, I show up differently. I'm a more empathetic coach, a more serving coach. I'm more generous with my time. I'm more generous with my audience. I get into a creative space where I'm thinking smarter, more creatively. Like, I mean, now I'm just like telling you how like this mindset works for you strategy wise, but truly like when I started actually believing I get everything I want 
And like, whenever I'm stuck in something, my husband still says to me, what would Sabrina say? And I'm like, "Mm, Sabrina would say Lynette gets whatever she wants. But, and again, I've like, I've tried to dissect this and find a loophole in it of why it's not true. But like, it just is, it just just is. I love that. What I would say um, for my mindset lesson for the people, for you listening after five years is that, hmm, what is the magic lesson that I want to share? The lesson I would share is your life changes the moment you decide it does. And my invitation is to make that decision right now. Hmm. So if you haven't made it yet, that's okay. Now's good. Now's good. Now's a good time. I love that. It's also so true. Yeah. Your life changes the moment you decide it does. Yeah. Thanks Mm. for being here with me today. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Super fun. Everyone go journal and hang out with us. We're fun. Have tequila in Mexico. That's the secret to making a million dollars. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we talked about mindset, but like, honestly, it comes down to tequila. Mindset and shots. There you go. (laughs) Alrighty. Thanks y'all for joining us. Thanks for listening to the Sabrina Phillip podcast. If you're a six-figure boss that's ready to build her seven-figure empire, then I invite you to join us inside of the Millionaire Mastermind. The Millionaire Mastermind is for women who are ready to work their way up to 100K months with very little hustle and a whole lot of flow. I have had 16 clients hit seven figures in that elusive millionaire status, and I want you to be next. Go to sabrinaphillip.com forward slash application for more details. I've got a video up there for you with everything you need to know. And cheers to you, future millionaire.